Young Smurfs. No, what's, your, what's your program called? Young Smurfs. Young Smurfs? What is that all about, bro? Come on, tell me about that branding first. It's good tea, that. I'm not usually a tea drinker, but... It's not bad when you put about five <sighs> sugars in it. إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبَتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءَ الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله السلام عليكم وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله We have our very good friend today Sheikh Yusuf Estes Oh yes, How you I doing? know the man myself How you do? He's alright Oh you, no no you're not Yusuf Oh no you're I'm not Yusuf I'm another Gora. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you before somewhere knocking yes. about. Where have you seen me? Huh? Where have I seen you? Um, Peace TV. Yeah. Do you know about the story about Yusuf Estes? What happened? A guy came up to him in the street and said, I know you. You're on television. Sheikh Bilal Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the best one I had, I was mm. in Malaysia. Yeah. And uh, actually, I went the first time I met Abdurrahim Green. Yeah. Uh, it was in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. I was given a lecture. So they he, let you in. He, give you a visa. Just about, yeah. He he went on first, yeah. and he said, "Look, you know, I'm just really happy. This is the first time I met John Fontaine, mm. and and uh, everyone always asks me, is John Fontaine your son?" Oh. So everyone was laughing. So <laughs> when I got up, I said, uh, "You know, I'm really happy to see Abdurrahim Green." Yeah. Because everyone always asks me, "Is that your granddad?" <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at him. <laughs> you know what? You know what? They all start saying, I am Yusuf Estes. And then when, when I say, no, he's a little bit different in terms of age. Oh, you're his son. That's the next thing. The classic is, Yusuf Islam. I've got all your records. Give us a tune. <laughs> and I say to them, look, if I was to sing to you, you'd run a mile. <laughs> anyway. Oh, why is he cutting the fish? <laughs> <laughs> I said, look, peace train's coming at you, right on the peace train. <laughs> Good I rendition. Said, I actually seen Yusuf Islam yeah. in, uh, in New Zealand yeah. when I was in Christ, you know, when I went down to Christchurch. Yeah, I'll preserve him. I seen him, he was... He was uh, supposed to say Amin, by the way. Amin! <laughs> <laughs> You silly boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you see, he recognised my accent. Oh, yeah. You know, and he went, oh, you're from Manchester? I said, yeah. yeah. He said, are you red or blue? I said, I don't really follow football. I actually it's told Haram. you were from yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool. I no. thought you were from Liverpool. No, I'm from Manchester. Yeah. yeah. So how did you accept He winded me up. He winded me up. <laughs> 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 That's the worst thing you can say to a monk. I know. Okay, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Welcome to another episode of the Young Smirks podcast. Yeah. And we have UK's biggest smirk or smurf. Papa Smurf. <laughs> I forgot your name. Yusuf Chambers. Useless, useless Chambers. Yusuf Chambers. Yeah, that's what my wife calls me. Useless, useless Chambers. Yeah. So we're here. We're in Leicester. Yeah. And we're in the city retreat. Yep. So I think this is a good time for you to tell us about this new project that you've had. Yeah. It's been running for a couple of years. 
Yeah, well, what um, is the city retreat? Well, it's a, it's a blank canvas. Hmm. It's kind of like a blank canvas in the city where people can come, kick back, chill, retreat, hmm. and meet each other on an equal footing, equal plane. But it's run by Muslims and it's initiated by Muslims. Hmm. And fundamentally, it is about trying to bring the beautiful message of Islam through actions rather than big, big chat. Because we good at chatting. Mm. We ain't good at acting. Talk the talk. We can't walk the walk. The walk the walk, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I realized that for a long time. We used to go around uh, doing these tours and big up tours and 20,000. The thing is, you was one of the found, founders of IERA. Yeah. Which is arguably mm. one of the biggest our organizations in the world. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. So, I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was very mm. merciful at that time because we had no mm. money. Mm. When we, we opened our era, there was no money. There, was, uh, there wasn't even the motivation mm. for doing it. Mm. People didn't even know why we were doing it, actually. Mm. It took ages to explain mm. it. Mm. But I went from that IERA flex and some things happened and so I, I moved aside and I moved up to Leicester. And I'd, I said to myself, we need to... Could you kind of change the, your approach? Yeah, I mean, look, you mm. can't leave the da'wah. Mm. You just have to, you, you, you're like a, you know, like a butterfly. You've been cocooned for a long time, mm. and then suddenly you realize you can fly out of the cocoon and do it yourself. Mm. Yeah, and that's what happened. Mm. <laughs> no, mashallah. I mean, mm. anyone who's actually been involved in grassroots da'wah, mm -hmm. such as da'wah tables, working with new mm. Muslims, this is their dream, you know, to have mm. such a, a space, mm. such a central space. Yeah. I and mean, this is, is right in the city. Yeah. Like this, you know, this yeah. is literally a few minutes walk from mm. the, the center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is right in the center. Yeah. I designed it that way because mm. I could have opened up in the ghetto, mm. the Muslim ghetto. Mm. What's the point? Mm. The population is Muslim. Yeah. And, okay, there's a lot of people who've fallen mm. off the bandwagon, as it were. Mm. Um, but uh, effectively, you need to be in a place where there's lots of people that you... <laughs> the bandwagon. <laughs> you got that one, but, didn't you? Uh, but you're right. I mean, mm. the, you know, there's a lot of dawah. <laughs> bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of dawah to Muslims, but you're yeah. trying to give dawah to your people. Well, I, first of all, English you people. know what? You know what I, I'm trying to do? Is to normalize Islam and Muslims doing activity which is associated with the Islamic message in an area where it, they're not Muslims. Mm. So essentially, we're trying to normalize Islam mm. in this environment. And that's what the Prophet Sallallahu did. So what you say yeah. to someone who says, <coughs> well, they're never going to be happy with you mm. until you leave your religion. Yeah. You well, know, what do you mean by normalizing Islam? Well, because so, someone who's not familiar with dawah or speaking to the non-muslims or english people they don't know where you're coming from no you know a lot of people when they hear about your project they mm. don't get it i get it no um they don't get it until they've been here uh, mm. a few times and they've seen what we do because mm. seeing is believing brother mm. <laughs> but that's not a good thing to say to the atheist yeah but anyway <laughs> but yeah i mean you get my picture <laughs> but um Essentially, um, they don't get it because their flex isn't da'wah, mm. their flex isn't calling, their flex is maintaining 
Mm. It's, it's retaining what they've got in their family, what they've got from their traditions, what they've got from their, you know, their their life expectant, uh, you know, their what expectations mm. of their life, which is set up in their family. Yeah. Whereas we, being reverts, new Muslims, old new Muslims, yeah. particularly me, you know, um, we gained um, our faith after having to force ourselves, basically, to find ourselves. Mm. And so we, we, we're happy with our position, whereas a lot of people in the ghetto, they're not, they don't even know what their position is, really. Mm. And some of them have not even asked questions. Mm. So, essentially, this is normal for us, to be in a society. We grew up in this society with these people. Mm. And for us to be able to normalize Islam in this mm. environment is key. If we mm. manage to do that, and it's tough, mm. guess what? Dawah is easy. Mm. It's really literally You know, today we went for a, a full English breakfast. <coughs> yeah, yeah. You know, very English yeah, as well. yeah. And uh, there's an old lady struggling with the door, mm, mm. and you run over and helped with the door. And close the door in her face. No, you opened, <laughs> you opened the door. Yeah. You know, and, and she thought you were Jewish, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. she got that yeah. impression. She probably uh, did. And then yeah. as we're going out, you gave her a book about Jesus. Yeah. And then she opened it and realized you were a Muslim. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. SubhanAllah. I mean, essentially, I mean, you know, to normalize Islam, meaning they're used to Christian morality and mm. Islamic morality is not that far no. removed at all. Mm. Ahl kitab the people of the book, mm. Jews, yeah, the Christians and the Muslims, the Abrahamic faiths. The only, the, the jump that they need to make is that Muslims are not going to be a problem for them. Mm. So if we, they see us in the city center mm. being far being a problem from them, but, but actually offering solutions to them mm. and not pushing them to suddenly become Muslim, mm. believe me, they're going to love us. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, it's a very open space. Like you say, it's an open canvas. You can mm -hmm. do what you want here. Yeah. You know, it's not a masjid. You mm. can pray here. Yeah. Mm. But a lot of people don't get it. You know, they, they're going to think that, mm. I think a lot of people imagine mm. that you're going to have like some woman lead, leading the salah or something. They kind yeah. of think it's that type yeah. of vibe but it's not they, well they do they, 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 don't, they don't understand that you, you run <coughs> it as an islamic organization yeah they also think our funding is from other sources you know mm. to do with the government control so, yeah. of government and, and um, we've actually turned that down because mm. at the end of the day we want to be we want to be on free flow mm. what the people want laissez-faire mm. you know people want spirituality mm. they want faith mm. But they're scared of it. Mm. They've been frightened away from it. Mm. We've frightened them away. So I want to speak to you about, mm. first of all, before we go into mm -hmm. Dawa, mm. I want to ask you, because a lot of people might not know who Yusuf Chambers is. I mean, it's been a while since you've mm. been on Peace TV. The solution you know, you, for yeah. humanity. The solution, yeah. I mean, you've, uh, you know, you're not as uh, well yeah. known as you used to be. Yeah. You know, you. you there's a few more reverts in town now. Oh, there, there are. There are, yeah. yeah. And they're always confusing everyone. So, Poor things. For those who are not aware, how did you come to Islam? 
I mean, how old was you when you came to Islam? Well, I was about 26. Okay. 26, tw 26 and a half, something like that. So um, I um, embraced Islam after a period of about 11 years of searching. And um, although I didn't go out and say, right, let's spend the next 10 years searching, mm. it wasn't like that, obviously. I was dead keen to find out what it was all about, mm. who I was, so I just kept searching mm. and uh, left school when I was 15, ran away from home, typical stuff, you know, and then started searching, meeting people, talking to them. And then there came a time when I'd done the work bit, sick of the workplace, the mundane thing. I've done the pubs, I've done the clubs, I've done the, mm. yeah, the music scene. Because you've got an, you're from an Irish background. Yeah, yeah, yeah from the Irish background. And then you start asking big questions. Mm. Yeah, but aside from all of that, what's that about? Mm. <laughs> Pointing upwards as in the universe and mm. the bigger things. And, uh, so that, as I said, I spent 11 years on that. 11 years searching. Yeah. And then I went to university to find the purpose of life. Eleven years is a long time, you said. Yeah. What, what did you do? It's did an awful long time. Mm. Uh, fooling around, messing around, pushing people's boundaries, asking lots of questions, running away, hiding, uh, reading an awful lot of literature, which was some of it was very useful, some of it confused the hell out of you, you know. And not once in that like 10 years, 10 and a half year period, did I ever come across Islam? Not once. Did you look at other different religions or? Yeah, I looked at Islam, I looked at, sorry, Judaism. I looked at Christianity um, many times. I kept dabbling with it. I, I became a Buddhist for a while. Did some Buddhist meditation, found that very useful. Asked the guy, what's, what's the purpose of life? He didn't have the answer, but um, you know, so, so I moved away from that when he didn't really have the answer. Um, it's a long story. It's a long story, but basically I dabbled with all the world's religions and isms. But you never isms. came across Islam? No, no. The only time was six months before I became Muslim. Maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, before that, I, um, I live with a Bengali family. Mm. Yeah. So the Bengali family um, had taken me into their house and I was running their businesses. I was an optician at that time, so I was running their small optician practice. And um, in that six months period, they'd never the only thing they ever said to me, because I didn't know it was a, a faith that, that a white man like me mm. could take. So the only thing he ever said was, um, in this way, Isa alayhi salam Isa. Uh, is Nabi. Is Nabi. He's not God. Okay. I said, fine, whatever that means. And that was it. Didn't explain Six it. months, that was the Tao. Hmm. And that was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite good, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. It's quite on it, really. <laughs> So, um, and then, you know, I went back to see them after being Muslim and I gave them salams and they didn't understand what was going on. What do you mean? Well, I gave them assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh at the door. And, what, and what they just you? said, oh, hi, Tim. Come in, have some tea. 
I didn't tell them I was Muslim. I just waited okay. to see if they would know. Yeah. <laughs> the second time I went back, gave them salam again. He said, why are you giving salams to us? I said, because I'm a Muslim. And he turned around and he said, but how? How did you become Muslim? We didn't call you to Islam. Subhanallah, subhanallah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, mm. it's difficult because a lot of people don't know how to no, do no, They don't know the, no, the no, responsibilities on them. They're they, actually frightened. Yeah. We're, fri we're frightened. Actually, we are reticent, reluctant. Even more these days, we're reticent, reluctant to give da'wah mm. because we, we feel that straight away they'll come down on us under like a ton of bricks, like they do on social media, like they do in the television, like they do in the media, like they do in the movies, mm. and like they do in the shopping mall now, and like they do in the street now, you know, because there's free license uh, yeah. against Muslims. But, but we, killed, we killed it anyway a long time before they started that mm. by not calling them. Mm. You know, yeah. Allah says, if you don't, if you don't care about this, you don't love this way. Yeah, I'll find a group that will. Yeah, if you, you know, there has to be a group amongst the Muslim community. Yeah, yeah. You know, commanding the good. Yeah, forbidding the evil, calling them Muslim. Yeah. And I've had that. I've had, I've had a similar experience uh, as yourself. I didn't know that a white man could be a Muslim. Yeah. The likes yeah. of seeing. I keep saying this, so yeah. you know, I feel like every podcast I'm saying this. But the likes of seeing Yusuf Estes, Abdulhim Green, yourself, mm. Lawrence Brown, etc. Yeah. Uh, on TV. Yeah. Have you met him? Who's, yeah, yeah. I did a podcast with him as well. I haven't seen him for a long time. No, he's all right, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Just telling people what Islam is, yeah. at least then you can make your own decision. Them 11 years you were searching, yeah. Just being given mm. maybe a basic pamphlet or some mm. information about mm. Islam may have kind of directed you in a certain way to search. Um, yeah, it would have added to the, the show. It would have added <laughs> to the party. Mm. But the party was then dominated by stuff I was able to read and that was accessible. Mm. But I was born in... Uh, you know, a by and large, very white, dominated middle class, mm. British, uh, you know, backdrop, you know, Surrey, mm. born in Woking, spent some of the time in Bristol, then came back to Guildford, Godalming, Hazelmere, all those Surrey, mm. Surrey places. And uh, Muslims weren't there. W the Muslims were there, but they were hiding. Mm. They're hiding what they had because they feared that they would be you know, somehow oppressed or mm. put down, which they probably would. They were mm. being put down at that time. Mm. You know. So, so when, when you came to Islam, when did you meet Abdurrahim Green? Like when did you and Abdurrahim Green start having ideas about Ayer and Dawa and mm. actually setting something up? Around the year 2000, something like that, we set up Green and Chambers around that time. And that was an organization, because Abdurrahim had been going up and down, and as I started to as well, going up and down the country, giving lectures in universities. And he was in uh, Hyde Park mm. before it became a disorganized rabble of people beating each other up. 
It's, well, I don't it's know, been I've seen the old that. videos of Abdul Hingani, well, it didn't look too much better no, than you know, then. There was a certain mm -hmm. element of organisation in the chaos, mm -hmm. not now. Back then? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people might disagree. Before the cameras? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Before the cameras. Yeah. Before the young smirks <laughs> appeared on the scene. Yeah. No, I mean, um, we said that we need to kind of in some way professionalize this mm. so that we don't end up in prison with a debt and the Dow stops, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so we tried to do that through IRA, then we started doing fundraising together on Islam channel and a whole plethora of different channels. And then uh, we, we, we had a little bit of extra cash to go out and do the talks. And then we started organizing talks ourselves, mm. you know, organizing events. Uh, fundraising, etc. I, I think I disappeared for a couple of weeks to Morocco or something with my family. And um, Abdurrahim and Sakib Sattar and a few other guys got together and they concepted this thing in my absence, you know, like Aira. I got back and they said, look, this is what we're going to do. I said, wow, that's very ambitious because that was calling the world back to Allah a new front for Dawah. Mm. The t-shirt was a new yeah, front for Dawah. calling new era. I era, back. sorry. I era. Yeah, Islamic era. Like, it's yeah. new. But the t-shirt was yeah. specifically a new front for the Dawah on the front and yeah. the back, calling the world back to Allah. Okay. Well. So anyway, it was... Uh, and then we had all these like brain waves and these super charged thoughts about how we can call all of the du'at from different parts of the world, and we did. Mm. Bilal Phillips was there. Um, who else was there? Tofi Chowdhury, um, Abdurrahim, of course, and some guys from Mexico, some guys from Guatemala, mm. or Ecuador, Yahya from Ecuador, um, some other guys from all, all around the place. Hussein Yee? I believe Hussein Yee was there, was he? I've, I've seen him on some of the IEA. He was, yeah. I'm not sure if he was there on the initial tour. Not the initial one. You, you Yusuf Estes was there. Yusuf Estes, yeah. He was there. Bilal Phillips was there. Mm. You know, so we had... I called Zaki and I... But he, he came on the phone. Because mm. we had a, a, like nine cities. Um, what, ten years ago? See, almost ten years ago to... Almost mm. two months ago, two years ago. Ten, ten years ago, two months mm. ago. Shall I say? Anniversary. Mm. And... Um, it was big. And it was, it was like the thinking was mm. a blow, blow away job. But then we came out of the tour with virtually nothing. Mm. No, the donations were poor. Mm. One man came to us and he basically wrote out the check to start Aira. One man from all of the tours. The tour of the tour of the tour. And we took on a lot. We were seeing schools, televisions. Radio stations, magazines, venues, the whole lot. We were doing everything, suddenly. We took, um, there was like, it was the best thing ever. Mm. You'll never repeat something like this, but it was like mm. we had a whole cavalcade of vehicles mm. going up and down the, the UK with these amazing personalities that have been mm. calling, you know. And then, um, um, you know, it ended up in a bit of a damp squib, but then the mm. guy writes out the check 
and that enables us to take on a few full-time du'at, maintain relationships with the others. Um, some were upset because we weren't able to fulfill the promises of being a world collective da'wah organization. But mm. now that is the case in the Ayra. Ayra yeah, has done that now. Yeah. There are people in every continent talking about da'wah, acting about acting according mm. to the da'wah. So that's good. Mm. <clears throat> but then you, you kind of, a few years ago, kind of took a step back from Ayra. Yeah. You started your own project. Yeah. So you have the city retreat and you have a an ambition to get one of these in every big major city in the yeah, UK. Yeah, I mean the blueprint's <coughs> taking a long time to set mm. up. Uh, because people in the community just simply don't understand what's going on here. Mm. Is it well is it it's like, you know, what's that um is it uh, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Batman. Mm. You know, it's and it's like that, you know, is it a mosque? Yeah. <laughs> is it a church? <laughs> no, it's a dower center. <laughs> you, know, it's a, you know, it's a bit like that. Yeah. It's, um, or is it a synagogue? A, a synagogue. synagogue. <laughs> it could be a synagogue. So they yeah. see you walking around. Yeah, they see me walking around, yeah. yeah. So it is very... <laughs> <laughs> do you have yeah. any Jewish in you? I do, yeah. yeah. I've got Jewish on both sides, in fact. I mm. recently found out that I could probably go and get Israeli citizenship if I wanted to. Why don't you try and get one? <laughs> um, I don't know what the benefit is for, really. Be, uh, is there any benefit? It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> it'd be interesting for you lot. <laughs> get some land. you see me on the back end of a, <laughs> go get, a good beating. <laughs> get a piece of land. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, in all honesty... Um, Kick on fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's your phone going off. Yeah, Do you want to answer it off. now? Or? No. Hello, top in the morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yes, subhanAllah, it's, uh, it's an interesting concept because me and my, my local team, if you like, or my group of mm. close dower brothers mm. in Manchester, we've been you know, thinking about doing something like this in Manchester for a long time. So, so the main thing, the main issue is when the blueprint comes out and it's distributed and then others... Others are already wanting to take. I've got people in Birmingham, mm. Manchester. I've got people in Scotland. I've got people in Qatar. I've got people in different mm. parts of the world who want me to give them the blueprint. You can't make the blueprint until... You can't give the blueprint until you've lived it for a bit. Mm. You know, and the Prophet had the Meccan and the Medinan period. And mm. before that, there was the, the period of mu'amalat, of mm. dealing with the people and trying to understand the message and retiring to the cave and asking assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, mm. and, 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 and dealing with the issues of the people according to his fitrah. Mm. And then he gets wahi. Mm. And then it moves into a different arena totally. Mm. And the da'wah moves forward and they start calling secretly and then they start calling openly and then mm. they're set upon and then, you know, there's hijrah. Yeah. So with us, we're, we've been going through phases for the dawah. And the dawah is just, right, the, the city retreat is just to, um, just to normalize Islamic uh, 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 character in the society, to get people mm. normalized. Look, when people you, see you, salah you, you, like You get that, people coming in the center that would yeah. not, never go in a mosque. Never at all. They'd be terrified to go in no, a mosque. No. But well, here, because it's like a retreat, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a dawah center. Yeah. You know, it's not an obvious dawah yeah. center. So well, there, there's no please. architecture. Yeah. 
So the, one of the things that I learned from the kind of Quilliam, mm. Abdullah, Henry William Quilliam mm. uh, age in the Victorian Britain is that, that the center was just a house. Mm. Okay, it was, they knew it as a mosque and they used to attack it and it was very tough during those days. But um, essentially there's no, nothing to stop people coming in here. Mm. And people walk in and they say, what is this place? Mm. And we said, uh, we, we kind of say, well, it's a community center. Mm. Do, you, do you need any help? Mm. Now, that would never happen if the, there was uh, two domes and a minaret and, <laughs> and the mm. writing, Ab- 100,000 pound, pound minaret. Yes, 100,000. By the way, you know, yeah, some, yeah. some of these minarets. Yes, yes. SubhanAllah. Exactly. Yeah. And so they're not going to come yeah. in. Now the Prophet yeah. did the same thing. Mm. So why are we doing this stuff anyway? Mm. We're not using our intelligence. Mm. Uh, you know, this is, uh, as Allah says in the Quran, you know, uh, call to the people with wisdom and fair preaching. Mm. Argue with them in a way which is mm. better, you know? Yeah. Um, and the way to establish and normalize the faith of Islam is just be human mm. and then explain to them why you're being human because mm. now human is, is mm. abnormal. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Subhanallah. Subhanallah. But normalize the mm. faith, bring it back into reality mm. in the heart of the city center. Mm. Nothing to stop them coming in. When they come in, you, they get the tea straight away, they get the biscuits, they get the mm. smile. And they sometimes they sit here reading the Bible. Mm. They'll sit here reading the Bible, right? Mm. And then we just give them another book. <laughs> you said, by the way, this is interesting as well. Have you read this one? Mm. And then English book. And then sometimes they say, what else do you do here? I mean, well, we've got the homeless stuff we're doing at the moment. Although I, the homeless stuff needs a long, it needs another podcast. Mm. Because Muslims are all into this stuff, but they're not thinking of step two and step three and mm. step four. And you know, step two could the, be dangerous. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I have uh, some thoughts about the homeless projects as well. It's hard because how, as a Muslim, can you tell someone not to feed someone? Mm. But at the same time, it's not going to help. It's a short term. Yeah. You know, if if the Muslims and the Christians keep feeding homeless people, yeah. keep giving them the, necess- the, the needs that they have. Mm. The council and the government, they're not going to do anything about it. That's, you know, yeah, well, they forego the responsibility. The people take over. Yeah. But then because the people are not, res- profe- they have no professionalism, mm. you see, because, you know, we were doing it and then Green Lane took over and started doing it. Mm. I was talking to Kamran about that the other day. Mm. And we found then after that, there's another phase that happens after that is when everybody comes and you've got to signpost them. You've got to deal with their complex needs, with their A-class drug use, Mm. with their disease, Mm. with their incredible odors that they bring because they've not washed Mm. properly for weeks, their clothes, Mm. etc. And they're defecating in themselves. <clears throat> so one has to then move into a different paradigm, you know, you're not just like dealing with a, yeah, give them a bed, we were giving them mm. a, 
winter night shelter. So you give them there are ten beds in here. You know, on the on the mm. winter nights. Then it moves into a different. Are you going to deal with their real under? What's underpinning their addiction, or the fact that they've left society? Mm. Are you going to deal with that? If you're not going to mm. deal with that, don't lie to them. Mm. Don't kid them. You see. Mm. So we anyway we've been going through all of this. So these people that walk in, you see these Muslim guys in the city center, giving assistance to the people that they should be helping, mm. and they start giving don donations. Mm. I've had hardcore EDL guys mm. arguing with us in here. The next day they come in with five hundred quid. Subhanallah. This is groundbreaking. But mm. we're doing this for Allah. That's yeah. the thing. So we need to keep ourselves on mm. a... Like you say, it's just a, it is a big responsibility to take mm. on. And if you do uh, take on the homeless mm. project fully, mm. you can't do other projects. No. You know, like, uh, yeah. especially if you've got children yeah. coming in and out. And, right, know, so that, that's where, so we've got next door. Mm. There's a premises come up. There's land over here, there's places over here. Mm. When the Muslims start to realize the significance of a model like this, then, you know, businessmen can easily buy. In fact, it's owned by Muslims yeah, anyway. Mm. So, just hopefully they'll give it to us one day. But then that becomes your detox mm. or your assisted living center. Mm. So they come in here, you feed them, and you've got plan B, plan C, plan D, mm. and you know where, where it's going. Mm. And somewhere along the line, whether surreptitiously, like carefully and subtly, you, you imbibe the message of Islam. Mm. You have to. If you're not going to give mm. these guys a purpose, you're just lying to them. Mm. <laughs> you know, they, mm. they're lying in their bed and you're lying to them. <laughs> you know, so, you know. Mm. so a few of them took shahada with us. Sure. But then dealing with their addiction issues and... You know, it's, I don't know if they're Muslim now, mm. you know? You see, you see this up and down the Or even alive. Yeah. Are they alive? That's mm. the thing, you know. Um, a lot of these homeless things are run by Muslims or with Muslims or because Muslims feel guilty about not giving Tao. Mm. So they think, what can I do to show my faith? I love mm. my faith. I want to make my faith manifest. So they go off and they'll give all their stuff from their house to different projects. And they think, Alhamdulillah, at least I've done something. Mm. You see what I mean? Mm. So that's why we do. But the thing is, we try to institute it, make it happen here. So we work with mm. non-Muslim charities tomorrow. Tomorrow we've got six events. Uh, tomorrow and Saturday we've got six events. So we've got like uh, Macmillan Cancer Day. We've got Loris, a local... Uh, Leicester-based charity that's coming and doing an event. Um, we've got a refugee meet and greet. As, mm. as it's basically for displaced people um, meeting. We've got um, uh, Arabic lesson as well. And, and like all of these people, there's nothing to stop them joining the Arabic. There's nothing to stop them joining mm. the Quran class or the city, the circle on, on Sundays. And then mm. some people, they do. They join. Mm. Some of them come before the, the khutbah. Mm. They stand at the back and listen to the khutbah. 
I've had radical far-right people listen to the khutbah and then they come and they give a donation in that box over there. You know? Why is it that we haven't been doing this, the crazy thing, the worrying thing, if we've been doing this for 60, 70 years and those masajid, 2,000 of them or plus, I don't think we'd be in this problem today. You know, a lot, some people might think that by doing something like this, you must be watering down the religion. Watering down, yeah. What, do you, people, what would you say? What would you yeah, say to people, people who come think to that? Me. Yeah, they say I'm, you know, you know because they've not, they never seen it. They've never seen yeah, anything yeah, like it. Yeah, they they say that you know Islam very seems wishy washy. My answer, my answer to them is, what is Islam? Hmm. Is it a set of rituals and clothing? Hmm. If it is, I'm leaving tomorrow. Hmm. But it ain't. You know it isn't. I know it isn't, right? Because mm. I know what changed me was not the clothes, not the beard. Mm. It wasn't looking at someone's beard and saying, wow, I want a beard like that. Mm. <laughs> beard is nice, it's a sunnah. But, and it makes you feel like a man. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> but it's essentially... Be a man, yeah, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, bro. Go for it. You better call that bit, actually. <laughs> Um, what were we talking about before the big beer man, Johnny? It wasn't the beard. Yeah. So no, I mean, it's even though the beard is good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I like the beard. I mean, I couldn't do without the beard. No, I couldn't go back. Baby face. I couldn't <laughs> go back at all now. Um, have you ever done that? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I haven't done it, but I've seen people that have done it. <laughs> And like you don't recognize them, and it's like the. It's bad enough when you go to the barbers and you just ask for like a. a yeah, yeah. And they clear, you, yeah. you feel like you've got no beard. You feel like you've got no face. <laughs> There's no face left. <laughs> Bearded, beardless. But we, we didn't come to Islam for this. We, we found the belief in Islam. No, it was the. It was the. Uh, they could say esoteric or. The like the spiritual aspects of this faith, mm. the brotherhood, the sisterhood, mm. the brotherhood, the um, and 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 having a fundamental understanding of what this world was all mm. about, you know, and mm. who had created us and where we're going to go and um, direction, focus, mm. yeah, direction and focus. You, you know, um, I feel that the mosques have just been become about the five daily prayers, mm. Juma, mm. that's it. Mm. Maybe some classes for the kids in the evening, mm. just to recite the Quran, not yeah. understand. You know, it's become very, it's, it's the way, similar to how Christianity has just become a very mm. repetitive thing, rather than actually implementing and, yeah. uh, you know, actually changing your life mm. and mm. not being a part of your whole mm life in the workplace, mm. on the streets, the way you deal with people? Yeah, I mean, effectively, I mean, I've always said for a long time that the, the efforts are internally and externally to Christianize Islam. Mm. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean by that? You effectively, to compartmentalize the faith and not mm. make it something which is lived with, but lived um, separately for Friday. So you just live it on Friday. 
mm. and for the madrasa. Then after that, it's meaningless anyway because you've just learned the Quran like a mm. parrot with no tajweed, with no tafsir, mm. should I say, um, and no contextualization of the message. Mm. And you're not living it. You're not going to. You're definitely not going to look. We just learned. Kullu Allahu ahad. Say Muhammad that there's only one God and that is Allah. Mm. Um, let's implement that mm. in our values, in our, in our, in our life. You know, mm. but you're not going to do it. So what you've just effectively done is set up a, mm. a, a chain reaction mm. of hypocrisy and mm. nonsense. Mm. So a person will then just compartmentalize their faith. They mm. become Christian. Mm. The, because the Christian... So the, the, you know the, what happened in, in, with the Roman state and Paul. And, and mm. the, you know, we're not going to get into deep mm. Christianity here. No, but fundamentally the state took over mm. and then controlled it mm. as its own asset. Invented it. <laughs> yeah. the, new, the new version. Yeah. Of, which is what yeah. you, some would argue is what people are trying mm. to do today. Mm. to uh, some degree of success mm. to allow people to say look Islam's not really it's not doesn't give all the solutions it's only a uh, a quick fix for now and again Friday is okay you know go, mm. take the kids to the madrasa get them to learn the Quran oh yeah have the party afterwards khataman Quran oh mashallah and then afterwards get them married and what's the issue they go into Jannah anyway mm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. what? Yeah. Tell me, I mean, maybe you know, I was, was just walking through the city center today. I just was just. I remember you just saying that look, people just like sheep, you know. Yeah. People, they, they need Islam. They've yeah. never heard of Islam. Yeah. These eleven years you were talking about. There's loads of people like that. Yeah. And what they have heard about Islam is the wrong message. Mm. You know, just what the media has fed them. Well, yeah, Yusuf, it was a pleasure to come and visit you here in the retreat. Yeah, that's nice. And uh, hopefully, here. inshallah, in the future, we can do some more podcasts, maybe speak about yeah. some of the more important points of dawah within our communities here in the UK. Yeah. And uh, I think inshallah. I think I think we can. Uh, Discuss that further, inshallah. Inshallah. In inshallah. Well, I know it's you're tired nice. today. You've had a very stressful day. I know. Oh, uh, well, I can tell. So thanks for joining us for this episode of The Young Smirk. Please subscribe below and also share with your friends and family so that they can benefit, inshallah. Join us next time for another episode. Jazakallah khair, Yusuf. Al-Khalafi, bro. And nice to meet we'll you, you soon, again. Inshallah. After such a long time. Assalamu alaikum. إنك لا تهدي من أحببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء. Thank you for listening to the Young Smirks podcast with me, John Fontaine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the other outlets. Like and subscribe and leave a comment. And also, please support us on the donation link below so that we can continue to give you quality podcasts. Thank you very much. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.